Ba, 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 ba. Yes, indeed. It is Wednesday. We're back in the stude. It's me. It's producer Micah. It's Phil Collins over here to my left. This is the Club Cool Podcast. I'm your host, Barrett Dudley. We're right here where we always are, at the intersection of pop culture and style. We have got a great show for you today. We're back with a pop culture minute. There's been several, several things in the news that we just have to touch on. Uh, what else today? Uh, we're also going to we're going to just have a nice large, you know, philosophical conversation about memes. That's what we're doing today on the back half of the podcast. And then I just we're gonna I'm, I want to set you guys up for a little nice two week stretch here because I, I'm already feeling out what next week is going to be. And Phil, I haven't told you this, so Phil is finding out live on air right now. But next week we're going to address our top five style icons oh wow this was if you don't know uh i'm on the club cool pod instagram right now which is at club cool pod i've got our second round of q a going as always great prompts great questions i've started to answer them uh this this top five kind of fashion gods or fashion icons is is something that's been asked a couple of times and i had a great prompt from somebody in the dms that was basically like uh, speaking of memes, you know, are you familiar with the starter pack memes? Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, going one step further and saying, you know, for these fashion gods that we're talking about, these icons, what is their like? What's their starter pack? Basically, okay. Kind of, you know, put it together in a way that it's that it's easy to approach and be like, oh, well, if I want to adopt that style, kind of like. What are the things that I need? Ah, what are very the, good. the you know? So that's what we're going to do next week. We'll also definitely touch on the true detective. Excuse me, true detective finale next week. Ooh, I'm caught up. Too, you caught baby. up? Oh yeah. What do you think? What do you think right now? I, 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 I'm interested now. Okay. See, this is what they do. Yes. I, for I mean, every single episode up until the the last two, I could do without. well so you know they're really setting up and creating like this great little conspiracy web of theories and lies Mm -hmm. and it's all it all looks like it's coming together in like a really like fascinating and intriguing way right yeah but they did that in the first season too and then they kind of left a lot of those loose ends you know they didn't tie them up Mm -hmm. there we we got like the one big bad but we didn't we didn't catch all of the people that were behind the scenes, like, you know, moving the pieces and pulling the strings. We didn't catch any of them. So what I'm I'm hoping that they don't just kind of like leave us hanging there either. Like, I want to know what's up with the Hoyts. I want to know what Harris mm-hmm. James did. Like, I want like, you know, if there is a larger conspiracy at play, I hope that they kind of that they that they let us see behind that curtain at least at the very least right and confirm some of the conspiracies even if those guys don't necessarily get caught because i because i realize that like the show uh, overall is more about like the role that memory plays in life and like mm-hmm. you know you're the demons that haunt you past and present and how that all works together and like you know time is a flat circle and and what does it mean and all that but at the end of the day, they've created this great mystery, and now I at least need them to to give us some of those answers. You know what I mean? Just a little bit of closure. Right. And also, yes. are they really still cops? You know when they're at that little picnic? Well, y- yes. And they no, they're not. Bat? No. Uh-uh. They're not. They're just playing like- yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's like one of those things like, once a cop, always a cop. <laughs> <laughs> you get to hold on to that badge, and you can just investigate whenever you want. Yeah. I was I, That kind of threw me for a loop. I was like, w- surely not. <laughs> yeah, these old yeah. men like shuffling down these corridors with yeah, their no, badges. I, they are not still active police officers. <laughs> I, I I feel like that's uh, safe to say. Well, I'm interested. Yeah, so we'll we'll touch on that. Uh, it's going to be good. We just got it. We we've got a couple of weeks of of hot content here for you. Um, you know, I wanted speaking of TV, I wanted to touch on The Bachelor. I I wanted to, you know, I thought that producer Mike over here, I thought that there was mm-hmm. something that he was missing in his life is is getting to talk about what's happening in The Bachelor. But as I learned approximately 7 minutes ago, right. He has avoided, you know, that that feeling of anxiety of not getting to speak on this show by just not watching. Yeah. It's so a, he will not be contributing. No. So it's a great disappointment to me because 
for whatever reason, I, I don't know why, but I've let this show and its universe at large become like a major part of my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's my cross to bear. But I was really hoping to make you all suffer through some talk about it because I just got I got takes, man. I got so much to say. And now we now we really can't have that conversation. So you guys, you lucked out. We're not actually going to dive deep into The Bachelor. This well, week. wait, is that girl? The, the only thing I care about is the girl with the fake accent. She's long gone. Oh, well, well I'm out. I'll, uh, and for that reason, I'm out. Yeah. I'm glad you used the word anxiety because now I don't have the anxiety of having to keep up with this stupid, stupid show, which I did, did enjoy at times, but <laughs> most of the time I didn't, really. And uh, the weight of not having to talk about it on a podcast has uh, been removed from me. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. a great deal. Um, let me ask you a couple questions about it, and we won't go deep. How is Colton doing? Is he a likable person? Yeah, he is. He is. He's just fine, and that's about as 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 much as there is going on with him. He's uh, he's just Colton. He seems like a nice guy, um, but but I don't think that he is super dynamic. Uh, dynamic. Yeah, there's how not is, a lot that's interesting about Colton. How is his? How are his fashion choices? Anything so, egregious? Anything uh, noteworthy? Yes, yes. I'm glad you asked. Actually, he <laughs> he does not. Okay, very much football body, mm-hmm. and by that I mean like he is a big jacked dude, but he is not cut up. He is not like ripped. He is he's he's he is. Was he a linebacker or thick. a defensive end? What was his position? I think he I think he was a defensive end or a or maybe even a tight end. He is he's bit he's like six foot three or six foot four and weighs and weighs about two fifty. He was a linebacker. He was a linebacker. Okay. Yeah. Six six three, probably two forty, two fifty. So he so he he's he's just a meaty dude. And I don't know that they are tailoring his suits mm. properly. I hate for to him. hear that. He doesn't he just looks too and I mean it's it's hard for, for guys that are kinda like that kind of bulky to look comfortable in a suit. It's almost like they're it's they're they're trying to go too fashiony on his cuts, and so it looks like it's just kind of like like holding him on to holding him too tight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He needs a little bit more drape, a little bit more flow to just kind of like let like you know. So it's him wearing the suit, not the suit wearing him, as they say. Uh, he also he's had a couple of looks recently that I liked. If you if if you are watching. Uh, just recently in the most recent episode, he wore dark jeans and like a shadow plaid button down with just like a black or dark navy bomber jacket. And that was one of the best casual fits that he has uh, pulled off. He is still stuck in the like L.A. guy that thinks he's still on trend with like the the overly long curved hem shirt. Uh, mm. yes. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be regrettable. Yeah. And it, so it's that's like, in my opinion, that shirt like five years from now when they're showing old clips from bachelors that's going to be a regrettable look yes Mm -hmm. absolutely and sometimes his jeans and pants are are too tight again he's like a bulky football player dude so that's an easy pitfall to like to you know to have Mm -hmm. happen is when you're like going for the skinny jeans look but you're a bulked up football player and it's just it's you don't want that jegging look ever Uh, he seems most comfortable when he's in athleisure when he's Mm -hmm. in like sweats joggers and you know and and hoodies and and tees okay so he also um i should clarify i guess he is a tight end his wikipedia page said linebacker and tight end but apparently tight end in the pros he went both ways yeah star athlete Uh, is he still a virgin because that was still pretty much the only thing that the only story still a virgin still a virgin okay and And is he i would anticipate i do not think that he is going to lose lose his virginity in the fantasy suites has that happened before? What? Loss of virginity in the fantasy suite? I don't think so. No. Hmm. I feel like there's been other virgin. But Colton is bachelors. a vir- but Colton is a virgin. That's like the whole shtick of the season. I thought that there, there hadn't been another one before him. There have been contestants. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but not the lead. I yeah. got you. Okay. Yeah. And uh, okay. Yeah, I just thought I'd ask, and and I'm sure that's been a big teasing thing. Is that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. Will there will there not be sex in the fantasy? That suite? is a definitely. I'm rooting for him, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, j- just while we're here, what, what are your general thoughts on the girls that are left, the women, I guess? The and women. Uh, you know, are they all contenders? Um, are they attractive? What's 
you know, are there any style things that you've noticed with the women this season? So, so he's, he, you know, he's down to four. Their, their next week is hometowns. And I would say uh, there are, I, I, I think, three out of the four and really two out of the four are, are left in play. Um, at the beginning of the season, for me, there were kind of two girls that stood out as the most attractive. One was Australian accent Bree, uh-huh. who he just, you know, inconceivably got rid of after two weeks. I have no idea what he was thinking. I have no idea. I, like, she sounds like a prime candidate for paradise. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's hope so. Let's, we got to hope so. Uh, the other is Cassie, who I would say is the likely front runner right at this moment in time. Um, all four remaining, you know, are attractive girls. So, you know, he's got, it's, it's basically, it's three blondes. It's three white chicks that are blonde and, and one black chick. And, you know, he seems to, he seems, that's Tasha, and he seems to like her a lot, but I, I, you know, I think he knows deep down that he's going, he's going white bread here. Mm. So, yeah. Well, we're all very anxious. And then on pins this. and needles, aren't you? One, one yeah. final question. This has been a lot more fun than I thought this segment would be. <laughs> has there been a uh, musical appearance by an act that no one has ever heard? Oh, yes, just last week. <laughs> In oh. fact, they rented out the whole of Red Rocks. Oh, my it, they God. They were by themselves in Red Rocks with a country music pop artist that I thought was named Rhett Young because I feel like oh. everybody in country is named Rhett yeah. now. But it was actually Brett Young. Oh. So different guy. Should have gone with Rhett. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Okay. Well, we won't continue here on, on, on The Bachelor. That's that's plenty of Bachelor talk. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, this is totally out of nowhere. Just an aside. Texas boys, I, I know we've talked about uh, about our sparkling water choices. Mm-hmm. I finally gave HEBs a whirl. I, I, it's delightful. I went with grapefruit. <laughs> well, I don't know why I thought it would be is that the, the white different. Can? Because I like, yeah. Because yes. I think HEB does a great job with like most of their stuff. It's great. Quite much, affordable, much too. better than m- quite affordable, much better than LaCroix. Yes. So, you know, if I'm not splurging on the Waterloo or the Big Swig, I'm going straight to HEB's brand, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've never had it. I, but you're a flavor boy. I do. I like a I like a little flavor. I, I mean, I, 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 I love not. I love a regular Topo Chico. Yeah. Yeah. OK. But uh, but I'm just like when I'm when I'm buying a bulk cans of it, I'm mm-hmm. usually going with a, like some with some type. Of OK. Flavor. I'm still a Rambler guy myself. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've got a couple more things on the pop culture minute, but first let's take a break. Go ahead. Hey, you know what sucks? What? Losing your hair sucks. Mm-hmm. I care a ton about mine. I mean, if you know, you've seen my pictures out there. I got the flow, and I got to keep that flow. Very nice flow. Yeah, that is why I have signed up with Keeps, the easiest and most affordable and most affordable way to keep the hair that you have. It takes five minutes. The sign-up process is super easy. You take four pictures, you answer some questions, and a licensed physician will review your information online and recommend the right treatment for you. Then it gets shipped right to your door every three months. It costs about a dollar a day, and you'll never have to worry about hair loss again. You can get your first month of treatment for free if you go to keeps.com slash cool. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash cool. For a free month of treatment at Keeps.com, you're going to get the FDA-approved products. They used to cost so much, but now, thanks to Keeps, they are finally inexpensive and easy to get. Producer Micah, you've even been using this stuff already, haven't you? I have. Uh, the sign-up process um, is so easy. You you take several, I think you take like three photos of your dome. You submit it uh, via their website. It takes literally five minutes or less. I instantly got an email from a doctor in my state who approved um, me for some medication. It has arrived at my home. I, I didn't have to go to the pharmacy, and I've started using it. So uh, I think it's going to be helpful because, you know, flow is important. Yes. Keeps offers generic versions of those two FDA-approved hair loss products. You know what they are. You know what they are. You do. It's only 10 to 35 bucks a month. Plus, once again, you can get your first month free. That's a hell of a deal. It's keeps.com slash cool. Hair today, hair tomorrow. 
Okay, Phil. Pop culture and style, they intersect. They they really do in the next segments of our Pop Culture Minute. But it's especially true with the passing of legendary fashion icon Karl Lagerfeld. Mm-hmm. So I felt it was only right that, that we give him a little bit of tribute here. And, um, you know, I thought I'd first just start by saying, because one of you guys asked me, uh, when I when I posted on the Instagram feed a picture of of a, of a younger Karl Lagerfeld, who he was and and kind of what he was famous for, and the most notably, he has been the creative director at Chanel since 1983. Wow, and that in in especially in the modern landscape of fashion where these houses like trade creative directors mm-hmm. and it's just like a kind of a constant. It's like the coaching carousel in sports, basically. They're just constantly rotating through, spending anywhere between three and you know maybe 10 years at a place. But for somebody to be at the helm of a label that's not like their own eponymous label for this long is really, really incredible. And what that especially means is that they're doing an, a great job. Yeah. Because Chanel, uh, among many other uh, of, the, of the big names like that, is owned by... LVMH, which is a massive billion-dollar conglomerate, and they move things around and make changes when lines are no longer successful or, or super profitable or trendy or, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> when, when they've lost buzz, basically. So Chanel, it, one of the most famous French fashion houses, they do couture, they do women's ready-to-wear, uh, and I, I would say... If you're not super familiar with like the traditional classic Chanel look, what they are originally very, very famous for is like their women's suiting. Mm-hmm. Kind of like think about like Lucille Bluth in Arrested Development, that kind of like matching yeah. skirt and mm-hmm. and and uh, jacket set. Yeah. A lot of times in really like textured, woolly, uh, tweed type patterns. Typically cropped. Would you yes, say? typically cropped. Like and then the quilted bags with the gold chain links yeah. like. Like that's the the very classic Chanel look, and Lagerfeld did a really really good job of always maintaining maintaining that kind of you know the ethos of the brand, and then just bringing it decade by decade like along with the trends in fashion. Mm-hmm. He referenced you know everything from from you know hip hop culture to like grungy rock and roll. Uh, he was also very very famous for just like full-on no expense spared outlandish fashion shows some of the the greatest most outlandish shows i've ever seen in my entire life yes the one that sticks and the i'll i'll pinpoint one because it sticks out to me and this was a this was an era where you, you know the the show is the fall winter uh 14 2014 2015 show Meaning that it would have been, it probably would have, uh, that collection would have been shown nominally five years ago. Uh Uh-huh. And that's a point in my life where I was very, very into clothing, but just kind of starting to like dig into like more of the history and the fashion behind some of the designers and the houses and all of that. Right. And they had basically built out a warehouse into an entire fully stocked with like custom products uh, a supermarket yeah they had built a supermarket in a warehouse and then the models walked through like the aisles of the supermarket incredible uh we'll, we'll post some pictures on the instagram the- and I'll, I'll tweet out the link um to the youtube video if you want to see the show i mean it's just it's 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 wild it's incredible put the put the uh, images out there too of the one that they did with the spaceship that was okay. the most incredible thing i've seen yeah. That actually takes off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, y'all have to, if you have time, Googled some Chanel shows over the past decade or so. Yeah. Each one of them is more outlandish than the next. I can't imagine. I, you know, there, there's, I was going to say, I wonder what the budget is. There has to be no budget. I don't think there is a they budget. They just, just go with it. Uh, for a guy like Carl, who, you know, I really can't express enough. He was like, I mean, he is one of the most legendary people in fashion of the last you know century basically Mm -hmm. uh he is especially well known for his look which has not which has basically not changed for the last 30 years either 
And like, I feel like if, if you're not familiar with the name, you'd know what he looks like mm-hmm. because he wears the same thing every single time he popped. And that's I love that. He, he wore the same it. thing every every single time he made an appearance. And it was basically he had bright white hair, which he always pulled back in a ponytail. He wore black sunglasses. He wore like some type of black suit jacket. And then he always had like that high white collar that, you know, it's the it's that that really old type of collar, which is actually separate from the shirt. That thing is not attached to any shirt. It's not even I wouldn't even describe it as high. I would describe it as um, like a skyscraper of collars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the highest collar you, you've ever seen in your entire life. He would wear these big ties, he'd, which would usually have like some big ornate silver brooch or, or tie pin right mm-hmm. in the center. He wore like a lot of jewelry. He always had on leather gloves. And then either really skinny black jeans or suit trousers with like black shoes or boots. Man, I love a, I love a uniform. Uh, so he was also the creative director at Fendi for for many 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 years. Um, and Fendi recently, uh, one of their hot products has been uh, these things called uh, the bag bugs, which is like the little. They've basically created little uh, purse adornments and backpacks and bags, and now it's even on their ready to wear. Where it's like it, it, it's basically these these things look like little monsters, mm-hmm. you know, they're little fuzzy, furry yeah. creatures, and the, the leather uh, geometric shapes like create the eyes and the tongue mm-hmm. and the zippers, the mouth, and you know, it's it's really creative and really cool. And uh, you know, his look is so iconic that there was even a little bug bag that was the Carl. Yeah. Uh, bug bag <laughs> you know his, his he, he uh his likeness has been used on prints even because like just his that silhouette with the ponytail and the sunglasses and the collar is like instantly recognizable instantly recognizable yes that's a great way to put it um he was not without controversy i, I think what most people remember about like it, well he would say anything Anything that came to came to his mind, and in classic like European style, he was German. He basically just had like all of these outrageous things to say, and was not afraid to say them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Very French of him, too. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and he was like kind of big on batting down uh, any idea of <laughs> of inclusion in the fashion world. <laughs> he he basically had the idea that like. People want to see thin, beautiful people walk runways. Yeah, uh, he, he went so far as to say that people like Heidi Klum were too heavy to walk runways. Really? So the guy was certainly not without his faults. Uh, but you know, he that was part of his thing is that he would make those kind of crazy statements. And in fact, I think this is kind of just you know, it speaks to him. In two thousand one, he lost over ninety pounds in a year. I cannot believe that. And the reason that he did this is because uh, Eddie Slimane had been appointed to Dior Homme and was had, had started putting out those like razor thin, sharp black suits. And uh, and Carl wanted to wear them. <laughs> what? And yep. that's why he lost and all this that, weight. That is why he lost 90 pounds in a year. Dude. So, uh, you know, he's just... That's he, commitment to a look, man. You know, he's just in the pantheon. Uh, I don't know what else to say. He's 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 a legend. I also feel like he was he had to have been part of the inspiration for Mugatu in uh, in Zoolander. Oh, right. Will, Will Ferrell's character, right. just the kind of like overly eccentric, crazy fashion designer. Uh, and I there was you know Zoolander came out in two thousand one, and this instance occurred in two thousand one, so it couldn't have directly inspired the inspired the moment in the film, but. Uh, there's a the early in Zoolander, you know, the uh, the protester comes out and says, "Mugatu, screw you and your little dog too!" And she throws an egg at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, yeah. And you- uh, well, so into also in 2001, yeah. uh, PETA protesters mm-hmm. tried to throw a pie at Karl Lagerfeld. <laughs> he he was he was big on using fur. I thought they at threw Fendi and paint. Chanel. They usually they usually do. Paint pie? Peter usually tries to throw. Well, here's the, the thing that's interesting is that Carl never wore fur. He just was like adamant about including it in all of his collections. <laughs> so they probably wouldn't have tried to throw paint on him because they usually they throw paint on the fur. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, um, last thing I have is I would recommend everyone watch. Um, there's a Netflix documentary called Seven Days Out, and it profiles 
you know, different events that take a, a week to prepare for yeah. or more. And it just it, what it does is it profiles the the week leading up to these big massive events, and one of which uh, it profiles Chanel and it profiles Carl and the and the the lead up to one of their shows. It is very very interesting and very entertaining. That is cool. Say the say the name of that. Seven days out. Seven days out. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean that, and that that's actually one thing that I read when I was was reading up. Uh, you know. Uh, after his death is that like between Chanel and Fendi as, as artistic director at both, he was putting together 12 collections a year. Wow. Which is just, I mean, that is just like mind boggling. Wow. Uh, Chanel has also appointed that they've not, they've not named anybody for Fendi yet, but he had kind of like a, a right hand woman at Chanel Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who was largely credited with, with some of these most recent collections and was even taking bows with Carl after the yeah. uh, the shows and she has she is at the helm at Chanel now so by all accounts you know they loved what uh he was doing with her and uh and and she's been appointed her name is uh Veridi I think her last name is Veridi so okay um on to a couple of notes a couple of couple of breakups a couple of sad breakups oh, a little no. a little more pop culture here though than than style I guess but Lady Gaga has called off her engagement oh no so now we can really cue up the romance rumors between her and Bradley Cooper. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the press tour at all for A Star Is Born. No, I've just seen her like on stage with him. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. With- they, they've got a lot of chemistry. A lot of chemistry. Very clear. They they the, that's one of the reasons why the movie was so good. And they're spending a ton of time together. Mm-hmm. They're on the press junkets. They film together. That you know they these two people know each other really really well and the chemistry works on whenever chemistry works on screen it's pretty safe to bet that there's chemistry off screen as well right sure uh one note here she got a new tattoo it's it's a it's a it's their music notes Mm -hmm. right on a clef and they're in the treble clef and the musical notes there are four of them it's g-a-g-a gaga clever but but some deep divers, some Twitter deep divers, they figured out that in the bass clef, these notes are BC, BC. Uh-oh. This is tremendous. So, <laughs> so you tell me, you, I can get behind. <laughs> you tell me, is that tattoo a Gaga tribute or a Bradley Cooper uh, tribute? I don't know. We, we may never know. I think we will know. <laughs> uh, the, the only thing here is that by all accounts, there have been no problems in Bradley Cooper's relationship right. with his girlfriend, Irina Shayk. Mm-hmm. So th- th- they seem to have, there, there doesn't seem to be any trouble in paradise with them, which I think is the biggest signifier that this is all probably you know, yeah, no, a nothing and just yeah. a bunch of BS. But definitely a fun one to kind of ruminate on, and and you know just let the, let the wild rumors fly, baby. Oh well, that's that's they're not going to squash the rumors. They need all of the press. Of course not. Of get. course not. Well, especially now. That's you know the yeah. Oscars are this Sunday, mm-hmm. I, and I'm not that interested in them. One because I think last year was the fir- was was the final straw in this in the whole in the production taking like four and a half hours. Oh, dude! Like it is just too damn long. Yeah, and and, and I. I and it's not that interesting. It's 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 relatively boring and slow. It is. You know they they've got some of the the cool award. They've got some of the awards you're interested in up front, and then they've got the rest at the back. So there's just like a three hour chunk in the middle, which is just completely. I know. I'd rather watch the Golden Globes. Yeah. Um. And you know I'm I'm really just most interested in when they do the the montage of the people that have died. Yes. That's yeah. always good. Yeah. Uh. It's always good. It's always and then interesting to see who gets slighted. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah. always my favorite part is who people are mad about the next day. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and any any, but you have to watch the whole show for this. But no, you don't. You can just wait until the the coverage the next day. But any sort of speech that really either gets, you know, off the rails or is just really heartfelt, those are good. Yeah. Do you yeah. think there are going to be a lot of uh, pro pro Trump speeches about the wall and stuff? Yeah. A lot of pro Trump. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. A lot of people chanting "Build that wall." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's I I. That's the thing. Like, everybody's kind of heartfelt, and, and it's a big moment, but yeah. we all know everything that's going to happen. No, yeah, right. Very rarely do you have something that's actually worthwhile. And, and um, I, the only reason anyone could possibly be looking forward to this is is uh, the Star is Born musical 
number. Yes, which should be interesting. But is he going to is Bradley Cooper going to do it? I believe so. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the thing is a Star is Born which kind of started out, you know, in the in origi- like kind of immediately after the initial release and it was a big box office success and it was getting, you know, just a ton of love and it was critically lauded. Uh you know, it was it was con- considered like a, a favorite for award season, mm-hmm. especially because it's kind of well known that the award shows and the Academy especially love nothing more than stuff that like kind of pumps their pumps them up that kind of like is a tribute to the industry itself. Ah, and a star yeah. is born like that when the artist, the the uh, the silent film won best picture. It's like. People have forgotten about that movie. Like, I guarantee you, if we go back and look at what else was nominated that year that the artist was one, there was something that was more deserving and has a greater legacy, a longer lasting one as like, you know, one of the best movies ever than the artist did. But they love voting for stuff that is like a tribute to the industry itself. So that's why a star. So a star is born had that going for it as well. But now it's just been like shut out of awards besides best song. And it's like, you know, well, I want to see B-Coops and Lady Gaga and, and I, I want to see the whole shebang. I want them to win Best Picture. You know, that like, that's what I'm interested in mostly. And now it looks like they're not going to get any of those awards. And so it's just that's just another strike against watching the, yeah, the awards it, this Sunday. It seems really strange to me that the amount of like the moment and actually the months leading up to the release of A Star is Born. It was all, this is going to win the Oscar, this is the best picture, all of this stuff. And after it was released, and then it just seemed to lose all its momentum. It didn't win any of the the Globes and the SAG Awards and whatever. Like, they've really, it hasn't done well. I've heard uh, people that follow this stuff much closely, much more closely than I do, uh, speculate that it's because uh, Cooper has been not very aggressive in, like, promotional tours and and is seemingly kind of, like, uncomfortable doing them. Um, and isn't just like the the most outgoing talk show host guest or whatever right. it is, and that that's hurt their chances. I I don't know. It's it's uh, it's. It, but I don't remember something like this happening where a movie was so hyped and seemed to to deliver, and it was a huge box office success, and then four months later, it's just not going to win anything. I yeah. think that says everything we need to know about award shows, and that you have to you have to sell. Yourself yeah, in you, order to win the award. Shouldn't the the, the yes. work speak for itself? You and definitely you get the award. And based the Oscar on the work? seems to be the one that's like most political. Like you, these the people that vote for the Oscars are the ones that like to be massaged the most. I think that's so stupid. I, I've heard that yeah, for whatever it, it might actually be. I think that you definitely have to do the song and dance with the Academy with all of them. The Hollywood Foreign Press is the the is who votes for the Globes, mm-hmm. and they're the ones that are well known for like really really liking when the celebrities and the stars like go rub elbows with them and like go to the luncheons and like talk to the you know that the so I think it's actually the Globes that is the most mm-hmm. political like that where like you definitely need to go sell yourself, but but there's certainly a lot of that with the Academy as well, and if you don't if you don't get out there and and you know, do the thing, then then your 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 chances are. Yeah, who are, cares are about decreased. the the beautiful film you just made? Yeah, and I I accidentally uh, stumbled upon Entertainment Tonight last night, uh, flipping through the channels, and uh, the top story is still Kevin Hart is not hosting, <laughs> and there is no host. Yeah, that's, and I yeah. just I I we're could like, not we're care. Four, we're four any days less. out. Of course, there's no host. I I'm. So, Okay, like I've known that Kevin Hart isn't a part of this. They're still sticking microphones in his face asking him about this. He's like, I I dropped out. It got weird. I'm out. I've been out for months. I'm done talking about this. So I, I guess there's no host, which I yeah, don't know. That, what, is, that is correct. That's another reason for me not to be excited. Not that any of us would be like thrilled that Kevin Hart is hosting. I mean, I don't care about, well, I don't care about the host anyway. Yeah. They, they're on Unless the it's Ricky like, Gervais. Yes. Yeah. And they're not bringing him back. No, I, I know, but that that would be it. now that I would watch all yes. every single second of. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe next Wednesday we're sitting here, you know, clapping for for B Coops and and Gaga. I'm very interested to hear if he actually has a good singing voice. Yeah, it'll be good to Live. see. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, Gaga's performance of "Shallow" at the Grammys, while good, left a lot of people like it, very excited. For the Oscars, yes, because yeah. she just performed as Gaga. She went gut full. She Gaga. went full Gaga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and now we we expect her to go more alley, right. if you will, right. with Cooper. So we'll. That's what I would. I think people to, are yeah. very excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mark Ronson hopefully won't step on stage. Uh, yeah, he probably will. Though, he probably he? Uh, he'll probably be up there playing guitar. Yeah, but hopefully he'll just kind of stay towards the back. That bugged me for some reason. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll we'll revisit that. We'll we'll see how it all goes on Sunday, and uh, you know maybe there'll be something to talk about. But let's move on to something even juicier. What could that be? Have you heard? about Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson. I have now. Yeah. It came out yesterday that Tristan Thompson has been cheating again because, duh, but he has been cheating with one Jordan Woods, who is Kylie Jenner's best friend. Mm. And the proverbial shit has hit the fan. (laughs) I saw a meme today that said he had to cheat. He, he had to cheat so bad that he just went with somebody that was already in the house. In the house, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that is that, that is funny, but it's also probably closer to accurate mm-hmm. than we even realize. Right? Like a dude like that who is cheating out in not broad daylight because it was in clubs and stuff. But when you're out at the club in a city and you're Tristan Thompson and you're six foot ten and everybody knows what your face looks like and you're just straight up like blatantly making out with chicks in the club, like there's no hope for you. Nah. You are y- you are acting on an impulse that is not going a- away, basically. Right. right. Like H- how old is he? Do you know? He is probably thirty ish. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thirty one. He should know better. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's. <laughs> That's who he is, though. Yeah. And, and and that's not going to change. And I know that Tristan is 27. 27. Jordan uh, Woods is 21. Okay. 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 Uh, I don't, let me find Chloe's age. She's over 30. I, I'm pretty positive in saying that. Chloe is 34. 34. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I you know, I think that, I, I think that one of the reasons that Chloe wanted to stay with Tristan is because I think that I I get the feeling that the Kardashian women are like, I'm not going to put up with this, but I only want one baby daddy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to have this dude is sticking around because he's going to follow my children. Mm -hmm. And then I'll just get rid of his ass. Like once I've established the core Mm -hmm. family, basically, Uh, because this because that's basically what Courtney Kardashian did with Scott Disick. Right. Got three kids out of him and then was like, you know, bye Felicia. What's he doing now? Uh, I don't know. Being Scott Disick. He, he's working on his uh, on his label. He's got a label? Yeah, it's called Talentless. <laughs> but uh, That's great. Yeah. I, I guess my question is, if you, I, I'm most interested in, the, in this from the perspective of Kylie Jenner now. Because it's not surprising that Tristan Thompson cheated. It is surprising that he cheated with somebody in the house as it were <laughs> so if you're kylie you got it you this friendship is done right yeah it has to be done it has to be right yeah. the the reports coming out is are that the kardashians are writing her out of, okay of the friendship yeah there she is out of the circle i mean i'm sure I, this probably is pretty tough for kylie though like this sucks because by all like they were best friends and then your best, like, it's almost more of a betrayal of of Kylie than it is of Chloe, because now because uh-huh, you're putting yeah. Kylie in in such a difficult position. Mm-hmm. We I, really feel for Kylie. I, yeah, yeah. How could you not? You know, billion billion dollar uh, woman and all. Listen, is this a coincidence? See, right now, before they release the new season. Now that's the other part of this. Every single year, yeah, right before a new season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians starts like is a like i believe the new season starts in march Mm -hmm. something just wild happens i you know what i i don't i would not be shocked in the least you can't put anything past chris jenner no fuck no i i i I still believe that she sets up all these relationships anyway i I mean because this is like i'm i believe i could be wrong but I'm, i'm 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 pretty sure that the way the filming works is that if if the if the season starts in march it means that whatever whatever airs in March was like probably happening or in like January. Oh, okay. So 
they're a couple months behind, mm-hmm. somewhere in the range of six to ten weeks is, is what I think. So this this story will be unlike the in like the second half of the season. Perfect. Basically. And how perfect is that? It's perfect. Because this is the juiciest shit I've ever heard. They'll tease the shit out of it. So, yeah, you can you, you never really know with this family. You just well, never I know. know. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, the, if I can add one other thing. Uh, please add. Please add. Uh, Tristan, uh, of course, played basketball at the University of Texas. So uh, not watching any of this program, I, I have a soft spot for him. And he's in a, <laughs> he's also a dynamic uh, rebounder. Yes, which very, I enjoy very, watching him play basketball. Very good on his, the boards. Which I should clarify is his job. We <laughs> should keep that in mind. That's the reason that we should know about Tristan Thompson. Uh, and then uh, yesterday, my girlfriend made me aware that he is involved in a cheating situation, and that we quote fucking hate him again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, does I, does I, does Boo Boo keep up with the Kardashians? She does not. Okay. but th- for some reason she. By that, I mean watches the TV show. I've never seen her watching okay. the show, which doesn't mean that she doesn't watch right. it like on the treadmill. Or she's got, She seems to watch everything on television and often without me, so that's a whole other discussion. But okay. uh, I don't believe her to be a big Keeping Up fan, but Tristan Thompson is like her number one enemy in the world, <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't get it, and... Uh, you know, I I enjoy watching him play basketball, so I'll just leave it at that. Okay. But uh, apparently, he's he done fucked up again. Yeah. Um, you you do have to question the timing, as always. The timing is just very interesting, and I, and you certainly question this man's judgment if if this is true. Um, but really, this Jordan what what's her name? What's Woods. Her, Jordan, Jordan Woods. Woods. She's well, seemingly has much more to lose from this from a tryst with Tristan. Than oh. Tristan does at this point. You, yeah, you would think so because even though this is going to put her name out there and make her more famous, in the long run, it's much better to just be Kylie's best friend and ride those coattails yeah, sure. for the next twenty and to years. To show up on on the first row with Kylie of of every basketball game, of yes. every uh, every runway show, like that, she may be. This may move her from, I, I don't know, like C level celebrity next to an A A level star. To like uh, B minus celebrity, but she won't have the A the A no. level access. Yeah, and it, and it it's B minus for about you know ten days. Exactly. Then, yeah. yeah. So uh, shouts to her though. Shouts to the the people that are getting it on. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for our pop culture uh, minute. More like pop culture thirty minutes today, I think. But it's fun to talk about this stuff, and uh, we're going to come back with some fashion talk. Before that, let's take another break. So, Micah, Phil. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever had someone come up to you and say, oh my God, you smell amazing. What are you wearing? What fragrance are you wearing? There's nothing better than that. There really isn't. That's the ultimate compliment. It really is. Scent is tied to memory more so than any other sense. Too. Absolutely. So if you want to be memorable, you got to smell good. I remember smells from long ago. Yes. <laughs> that is why I want to tell you about Scentbird. Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service. This is perfect For anybody out there, whether you're just tired of paying so much for a full bottle of cologne that just ends up half full and sitting on your shelf, or if you're just kind of in a in a fragrance rut and you want to try something new, but you don't want to go fork out all that change for a bottle that you may or may not love, Scentbird is perfect for that. Mm -hmm. They're gonna give you what they're gonna send you each month is a little bottle that's 120 sprays, which quite honestly, that's a lot. That is. That's that's it's it's a month's worth, but if you're like me, that's going to last you a lot more than a month anyway. And they are carrying really really good fragrances too. From Gucci to Tom Ford, Kenneth Cole, Burberry, Prada and more. I want to tell you what I did. I got to try a few fragrances. And I actually went to GQ.com and I was looking through some of their lists about the best fragrances to wear for like a given season or to the office. And I found most of those fragrances that they suggested right here on Scentbird. That's a great idea. So that's, that's so a great like, idea. That is the level of stuff that they're carrying. I tried a couple from Aqua de Parma, mm-hmm. one called Colonia Pura, and one called Bergamota di Calabria. And if you are imagining that those smell something like an Italian countryside, you're exactly right. They are incredible. <laughs> I also really like the Malin and Getz Bergamot. And one from Arquiste called Sydney Rock Pool, because who doesn't want to smell like you just got out of an infinity pool in Australia? Am I right? You're right. Okay. Scentbird.com slash cool. You can use promo code cool. 
for 50% off your first month. So that's $7.50 for your first fragrance. And these bottles, full tilt, are costing you like 150 bucks. That's how good of a deal this is. That is scentbird.com slash cool. Use promo code cool. Your first fragrance is $7.50. That's 50% off your first month. That's S-E, I'm sorry, S-C-E-N-T, bird.com slash cool. It's a really, really cool way, and it's fun to try out all these fragrances and figure out something that you love and mix up your fragrance uh, your fragrance collection. Scentbird.com slash cool. Use promo code cool. All right. It's time to get deep into the philosophy of fashion. And to do that, we're going to take a look at memes. That's right. We're going deep on memes. Can't wait. I've titled this segment, A Fashion Identity Crisis, The Existential Dread of the Internet's Backlash to Fashion Saturation. Wow, that is deep. How, how, just, I, I would just like to toot my own horn because that sounds like a, a grad level dissertation title. It really is. And I, if you're looking for one, if you're listening to this podcast and, and you're looking for a thesis to write, I'll let you have that. <laughs> Once again, that is a fashion identity crisis, colon, the existential dread of the internet's backlash to fashion saturation. I just, and I didn't really know that memes could create such anxiety for a person. But, I, you know, I was laying in bed, scrolling through the Instagram feed, because we're, we're all addicted to our phones. You know, everybody knows this. And I, I, I went, I just started looking at all of these memes and memes and memes and memes that are fashion related. And I just like started like having a, a minor freak out, but also quite a bit of realization. And so I, I kind of wanted to just start from the beginning here. Let's go back to the Big Bang. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm kidding though. But the 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 Big Bang for clothing is the internet, right? It made clothing and style and fashion accessible to all. 20, 30 years ago, 1983, Carl Lagerfeld gets appointed to Chanel. People in Austin, Texas don't, don't they have no idea what the Chanel collection looks like. Right. Like unless you're traveling to New York or Paris or you're getting the big magazine sent down you could fax like it. Uh, you, in '83, maybe you could fax the collection. Maybe over. you could fax the collection, but th- but that has largely been a net positive, right? The internet allows all of us to shop any brand that we want. You know, starting with the with with the high end stuff that gets shown on the runways, but also it's how we find out about like up and coming contemporary labels. Like, you know, where would a brand like Bodie be if if it wasn't for the internet? Mm-hmm. How long would it take for her, for her and her really unique way of doing things to 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 get recognition. What about cool brands that that you otherwise wouldn't know about? Like a brand like Caton that's like a very niche California surf lifestyle brand. Like th- like that's what the internet has done that's positive. Mm-hmm. Is basically just like opened up every single door that you could possibly want to walk through in like this particular realm. You can learn about everything, you can find anything, you can be as individual as you want and you can and you can take your tastes and you can find something to fit it. Okay. So after that, then we have the beginning of blogs, bloggers and Instagram in particular. And this is kind of this, I this is kind of you know brought about by a need for and a demand for people to like show the masses kind of what to do with this newfound, uh, you know, range of options, mm-hmm. I would say. Like, we, we, we look to these people to be, to, to, you know, they're essentially, I'm, now I'm thinking of Zoolander again. It's like, it, there, there's a quote there that's like, we show, like, what does a male model do? We show people how to wear clothes in cool ways and style <laughs> their hair in unique ways? Like, I'm, I'm botching that quote. Well, and but, also it shows people what not to do. How, how so? Well, I think we'll get into this later, but some of some of the people that are on on the internet now, they're you know they're blowing it. Yes, but well, we will get there because how does one know, how how do you know that they're you, blowing it? Yes, how how do you distinguish between those that are blowing it and those that are presenting something worthwhile? I think that you just have to know enough about yourself and your own style to know that that 
is somebody that's not doing a great job. So, right. Okay. That they, it doesn't even look good. If it doesn't look good on them, in in whatever reason that may be, and we'll get into this in a minute, but it, it, it's more obvious to me, more often than not, that, that, that something doesn't look right. Yes, but you're a person that has a very good idea of what they like and what they want to look like, yeah. like how they want to present themselves. And I think that people that are searching for searching for that clarity are a lot more susceptible to just like think that if it's being presented in a way that like, you know, where the photography is good and the filtering uh-huh. is nice, that that's like automatically a signal, uh, you know, a signal that that this is good because mm-hmm. it's from somebody that knew how to take a picture and filter themselves and put it on mm-hmm. to a blogger mm-hmm. on Instagram. And just to continue, like what what happened here is that it it got to a point, and, and we've talked about it on this podcast, and it's been written about. But it, the bloggers initially were pulling from runway looks because and and like higher fashion stuff they were getting those pieces and and then presenting them in a way that was like more street style here's how you could wear this but then as the as as there was this rise of the blogger to celebrity level to influencer level then now the bloggers are copying the bloggers which is which is part of the issue because it became like this very homogenized echo chamber of looks. And as that circle continues, like the, the, the look and the overall aesthetic, like continues to get bastardized and bastardized. And to the point where it's like, where it is no longer something good at all. And, uh, you know, if you guys are following club cool pod on Instagram, then you're probably following like some brands and you're probably following some stores and you're probably following some sneaker accounts and your explore feed might look something similar to mine. Yeah. And I mean, I can't tell you how many accounts there are doing like this, like the grid thing where it like, where it's just like listing a grid of like looks or shoes and it's it, and it's it's horrible. It's like choose which side, yeah, A or B, top left or top right. And it's like the Zara uh, biker jeans uh-huh. with like the Yeezys. But then on the other side, it's like the 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 Rick Owens drop crotch pants with like the Balenciaga speed trainers. <laughs> and it's just like the problem became that once something like the Yeezy or the or the Moto pant or the Rick Owens drop crotch or the Balenciaga speed trainer, like got labeled as something good then it just gets recycled and recycled and recycled and recycled until that's the only thing that is that is perceived as good to this subset on instagram uh-huh if that if if you that fo- makes sense. if you follow well i finally while we're on discovery pages i finally got somehow the algorithm must have changed but i'm i'm finally rid of all the soundcloud rappers in my discovery oh that's t- good yeah. that's good uh, it might have something to do with the was six nine going to jail? Was six nine going to jail? <laughs> yeah, probably so. So there's less content. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's I. I just find them so fascinating. That all the face tattoos are great. Um. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I'm just like it, I'm picturing this look on Instagram, and it's really more from like two or three years ago now. But it it's 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 like that T-shirt that we talked about that Colton is still wearing. The really long curved uh-huh. MT. And then maybe like an off-white tee over that, and then super skinny, distressed, yeah. torn up moto yeah. style with yeah. like the paneling, yeah. joggers or denim, and then Yeezy boosts. Yep. And then like a pulled down like dad cap. You know exactly what I'm talking for a, about. For a while there, the the denim couldn't get any more distressed. Yes, and it and it's just like in in all of the sudden that was the only thing that you saw on yes. Instagram. Mm-hmm. So. We, we've talked about this before and I've kind of posed the question, well, like, well, what changes? Like, when does the backlash to this start? And I think it has. And I think that the way it started is with these meme accounts, because just like, just like everything on Instagram and just like everything on the internet, what this younger generation is doing is like, they have this very nihilistic approach where nothing really matters. Like Everything is something to be made fun of. Mm-hmm. It's a very sardonic. It's very sarcastic. It's very like needling. 
if you, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. It, it, one of the memes that that I shared with you is like it's it's the it's the classic meme of like the the brain function starting yeah. and then the brain function getting mm-hmm. crazier. And that you know, and then like the brain like waves like exploding into like full enlightenment. The the last one is basing your entire personality around making fun of the music and clothes other people enjoy. Yes, yes, yeah. Let's, Negativity uh, always wins over positivity <laughs> in the long run. It, yeah, it starts out developing a well-rounded personality. <laughs> it's just regular human brain, and then like better human brain, basing your entire personality around the music you listen to, and then next better brain, basing your entire personality around the clothes you wear. And then full enlightenment brain, basing your entire personality around making fun of the music and clothes other people enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) And like that's so if you're if you're interested to see more of what I'm talking about, here are a few accounts to to look at. The grailed Instagram Grim account actually posts a lot of these. I I didn't realize they did that. I I stopped following them, but Uh, that's crazy uh, that they're putting these out there. At fake Yeezy boosts is another one. And then a real up-and-comer here is at meme underscore Saint underscore Laurent. That's clever. And meme Saint Laurent. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know what? How many followers do they have? 7,000. 7,000? Okay, yeah. So that's that's still, that's a fresh one. That's fresh. That's fresh. And the guy that's- You heard run- it here first. The guy that's running that account, though, is, is kind of, to me, epitomizing- a piece of the problem with the backlash and that the backlash is mostly coming from these people that are possibly even more pretentious than the original streetwear hype beasts that saturated Instagram in the first place. Because now what it is, is now we're, now we're making fun of people for, for, for buying an archival piece of Raph Simmons Uh on Grailed. And then, like thinking that they're a fashion god, yeah, which uh, by all by all accounts is like something that could and sh- maybe should be lampooned, mm-hmm. right? Like just because just because you have access to this stuff now, just because you can read up about the history of like you know Visfam or some of these other you know mm-hmm. offbeat Japanese designers, or or you can go and and buy full Rick Owens or archival R- Raph Simmons, like. Just having the access doesn't make you a fashion expert. It doesn't mean that you have good style. Mm-hmm. So, so now we're coming from like both of these angles, and where, where I feel like it's you know Harry Potter and Voldemort like throwing their wands at each other, and it's like meeting in the middle and creating like this big implosion. And and I guess I'm okay with that because at the end of the day, like the reason that that a lot of this is giving me this existential dread and anxiety is because. I'm just trying to dress well because I like the way it looks. Yeah. Like, I I don't really care about the, like, the meaning behind what, why I choose what I choose, Mm -hmm. I guess. And, and between the meme accounts and the oversaturation of, of the bloggers and the Instagrammers, uh, what's happening is like a, like this forced, like, attribution of, Meaning that I don't actually think exists there. Like, oh, I choose dark archival Rick Owens because, like, I'm a moody 21-year-old and I listen to, like, new wave uh, post-punk bullshit music, whatever. Joy Division or some shit. Joy Division. I'm wearing these leather jeans because I'm mad at my father. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's, and so I, so I, it's really like, it, it it's it's making me take a step back here and and just kind of like i guess take a while also being anxious about wanting to be on instagram like posting what i'm wearing and like posting about fashion like that's the part that gives me the anxiety is because it's like one one of these memes like calls out acne studios and i'm like well fuck that's my favorite brand <laughs> and so, and suddenly i feel like targeted and a little triggered like uh-huh. hey, wait like am i a poser like am i doing you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it 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 you start to like question why you're wearing what you're wearing, but then at the same time it's like it's good because I'm stepping back and just being like, well, I just like what I like, man. Like I think yeah. I know what looks good. I like pairing different things together, and 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 I'm I'm you know, and sometimes I want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. And the this whole like desire to just kind of a a attribute something acerbic to something that's supposed to be fun. It's like not enjoyable to me. 
and yet I'm following all these accounts anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're following the accounts just to, to check yourself. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. That is a yes. We've a talked about this it. before, but I got a real hard check one time when we were in um, New York for a, a trade show years ago. I uh, was by myself walking around and wanted to go see Kith. I'd never been in there before, uh, which is a retailer that I'm sure everybody has heard of. If not, go to yeah, their yeah. website. Anyway. Street, not- streetwear heavy, which means that it can be hype heavy. Oh, yes. Yeah. And not not just the clothing that is hype heavy, the the... The allure of the store itself carries its own hype. Yes. And by the time I was like three blocks out and I started like seeing more and more of these guys that all looked similar with every brand you've ever heard of, they've got it on. I mean, there wasn't one kid without some sort of hyped shoe on. Right. And by the time I got to the store, I was like in full panic mode. (laughs) I was because at that time I was trying everything possible to get my hands on like the newest pair of Yeezys. You know, bots. I was Ross and I were paying for bots. Yep. Yeah. And I reconsidered everything. I dropped it all. I, I walked out um, smarter than I was walking in. I'll just say that. And I knew, like, after looking around at those guys, I was like, man, I can't do it. Because they, if you go overboard and, and just wear everything, and what I mean by wearing everything is like everything that's hyped. Yeah. It just, it, you look like one of these memes. Right. You're going to find yourself on one of these meme accounts. Yeah. I, I like the train of thought that you're on there. Uh, so let's put a pin in that. We're got we going to take one more break. Look, on this podcast, I think that everybody knows we love getting packages. Do you know who else would really like to get a package? Your dog. <laughs> that is right. Absolutely. That is why I want to tell you about BarkBox. Because Nothing makes you happier than your dog, not even clothes, okay? Correct. Not even not even the joy of pulling out a new t-shirt of a box can live up to the happiness of your dog, you know, greeting you when you come home. And that's why you want to make your dog happy too. You want to get them something in the mail. BarkBox is the monthly delivery you and your pup can't wait to rip open. And I promise you, it is so much fun to get these boxes because the your dog will know it's for them. They can like whatever it is about it. They know there's treats. They know there's toys in there. And they will have a lot of fun opening this box with you. BarkBox's dog crazy creative team designs every monthly box so that when the mail comes, it's like a birthday and Christmas morning all wrapped up in one magical delivery. Like I said, you get toys. You get treats. Uh, Gracie, our, our golden retriever, just got a new rose toy. Oh, per- wow. Perfect during bachelor season. It was yes. in the Valentine's Day themed box, but it's also bachelor season. So just... Uh, added bonus taking pictures of her and making jokes about her accepting the rose you know it's been great fun she got treats that she loves she got three new tennis balls all in a really cute little heart-shaped box i mean it just it's so it's a lot of fun for you and your dog i just really can't emphasize that enough and your dog's gonna love the toys love the treats you get to pick based on the size of your dog too they even have options uh if your dog has allergies to stuff Gracie has allergies to some meat products. I'm able to say that right there on the box. Club Cool listeners, you can save 50% on your first box when you sign up for a 6- or 12-month plan with promo code COOL. It's free shipping to anywhere in the contiguous United States. So spoil your dog with BarkBox. Gracie loves it. Your dog will too. It's like the joy of a million belly scratches delivered directly to your door. That is BarkBox.com. And you're going to use promo code COOL to get 50% on your first box when you sign up for a six or a 12-month plan. Okay, yeah. So it's it, that train of thought that that we're on there just to kind of like start wrapping this up is a good one. It's it because while the it, they do serve as a good just kind of gut check, like are you you know and if you if if you feel like you're going like you're going in a direction that could be made fun of or lampooned or overly hyped or whatever, then like seeing some of these memes can kind of like bring you back down to earth. Mm -hmm. Or if you're feeling like you're just ready to go full John Mayer and like start wearing nothing but like Remy relief and capital and Visfum and like all like junior Watanabe. And now that's great. I would that, (laughs) that to me is easier to pull off than a lot of these like hype brands. Sure. Sure. That, that the oversized like capes and (laughs) 
absolutely <laughs> go for that, please. I'd love to see pics. But it's still like you can't just start walking down the street, <laughs> you know, in Japanese heritage Americana stuff. No, uh, overnight, right? <laughs> well, I mean, depends I on how good. big of a city you're in. Nobody, you know, if you don't know anybody, fuck it. That's true. That's and nobody and will know like, the difference. Like you, it's it's also it is helpful to be to go see people on the street in a place like New York or LA uh-huh. where yeah. there is so much more of this because you could be dressed like one of these you know silly looking hype beasts in Austin and like you're not going to see anybody else that looks like that mm-hmm. so it it can feel unique if you're in more of a bubble yeah. if you're if you're yeah. in an area that's that's in more of a bubble and is not uh, th- that isn't as influenced by like this culture at large basically um you know, I'm just I'm looking at another one right now from from that's on Meme Saint Laurent, and it's the Reddit user starter pack mm. because this is like a this is like a second segment, and and we won't go too deep into it, but it's like another angle of this is that Reddit is so big and so deep that yeah. there's that there are experts on everything there, and like in the various threads like male fashion and frugal male fashion, and there there are a few others that. I'm forgetting the names of, but like there are there are like running jokes in those as well. This this one points out that uh, that that the people on the Reddit threads don't like Rick Owens Ramones. They think regular Converse would have been just fine, <laughs> which is like another. It it it's just another piece of the backlash. Like oh well, now because the Rick Owens guys have like backlashed, you know, have 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 started making fun of. The hype beast. Now we're going to make fun of your, of your Rick Owens and say that you don't need to spend eight hundred dollars on on Ramones. Like regular Converse would have uh-huh. been just it's fine. It's never ending. So dude. it's just never ending, and it it, it just it, you you have to start to take everything with a grain of salt. And I have to remind myself not to like get too invested in into this world and to and and to dive so deeply into some of this because. I mean, it's just it, it's just a shit show. It just becomes it like a like a never ending standoff, and everybody's just yelling at each other on the internet. Mad, they're mad on the internet, just like with every other topic in the world. Have you checked the Club so, Cool uh, Reddit thread? I have not. I have not. Is yeah. there one? It's there, on, It's probably on 4chan. That's where we. That's where we live. <laughs> there might be. There might be. So uh, yeah, I I hope I really hope that this conversation it was just like something that I. Just kind of like overwhelmed me a couple nights ago, and I thought it would be interesting to talk about. I hope that it made sense because I know I've just been kind of like rambling here for twenty five minutes. Made perfect sense, your thesis. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know you can hit me with some comments and some thoughts, and 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 we can retouch on it and in, in smaller increments, and and I won't sit here and just uh, and verbally write a manifesto again. <laughs> but um, yes, we will be back next week. We're going to touch on the True Detective finale. We're going to give our five fashion, our, right now our top five fashion icons, and okay. then we'll, we'll kind of break down starter packs for some of them if it makes sense to do so. Got some homework. Got Yeah, you got some homework. And uh, yeah, and maybe a few other things. You never know. Maybe we'll be celebrating uh, a win for A Star is Born or something. Uh, I'm Barrett Dudley. That's Phil Battaglia. At P Batag on Instagram. Correct. At Barrett Dudley on Instagram and Twitter for me. And follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Club Cool Pod. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Ba 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 ba. 